0: Hey guys, if you want updates on our latest episodes, then be sure to subscribe to the Film Colossus podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Also, if you'd like to support the show and hear episodes ad-free, then subscribe to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash filmcolossus.
1: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com/slash investing in America.
0: My name is Chris Lambert, and my name is Travis Bean. And on today's episode, we're talking about a coming-of-age movie that's destined to become a classic. Bottoms. We discuss the history of high school movies and why this absurd take on growing up and finding your voice stands out.
1: Bottoms, Travis.
0: Bottoms. <laughs> Chris, you come in hot. I as know. As somebody who edits these episodes, I know you always come in hot. <laughs> it's because I'm so excited to just talk with you about movies, you know? You and I, I will say, I mean, I, I'll have to go back and look at the data here. And So don't hold me to this completely, but... I'm gonna compare all of the sound waves I have in every episode and I'm gonna say this one was the loudest yet which means I this is the most excited you've been <laughs> I you know that's pretty fair I I mean
1: thinking about uh, past lives I was really excited for that but also it's such a somber movie yes exactly you came in
0: with the proper energy there it was like yeah. a, it was a gravitas to it
1: yeah this though this is one of the best movies and it's so much fun it's just hilarious <laughs> start to finish though I have no idea like typical. I have no idea how you feel about the movie. Oh, and yeah. so I'm all excited and I'm hoping that it's the same for you. Well, what do you think I think of the movie? I I think you had to have loved it,
0: but I don't know. Uh, I'll put it this way. This is much more in my wheelhouse. I feel like, God, every time I talk about specifically on the show, I mean, you can you can write things a certain way. You can present yourself a certain way. But like when you're talking, you're just like going off the cuff here you sound how you sound. And I feel like I inevitably sound like somebody who hates (laughs) movies for smart people. (laughs) And I like movies like this, Um, which isn't completely true. Obviously there's a lot more nuance to it than that, but I I will say in general, I think a movie like this is a safer bet um, because I place a lot of importance on entertainment and I just, and like, uh, liveliness and color and personality. Like, I think all those things are, you you and I, for, with Film Colossus, we dissect movies. We, we try to find the deeper meaning of a movie and that can be done in the way we do it. Like looking at themes, motifs, when you look at a movie that kind of way, like every movie is deep because like every movie is trying to do something and you can explore all those things. But one thing we don't really write about, which is like a little tougher to write about and be objective about. is just like the life a movie has and how that can allow a movie's message to hit a little harder and to have a little bit more room to breathe and come to life and all that. Um, So I think a movie like this typically succeeds a lot easier than something like Banshees of an which is a movie we've talked about in the show that I, kind of like but not really like it's trying really hard to be dramatic it's really heavy i just think when you're going down that road it's it's tougher to pull me in and get me excited about the message uh but a movie like this like if it's having fun if the people are clearly into the material like everything just comes to life a little bit in that way and i'm i'm a bigger fan so i'll just say from a broad perspective from a, a distance perspective this movie has a lick up in my book good that's but a did good place I like it?
1: start? Yeah, but did you like it? <laughs> what a setup for them yeah. to be like, you know, uh, no.
0: <laughs> I thought this movie was great. I <sighs> I enjoyed myself tremendously. The only bummer for me was I saw this in a theater. My my wife and I were really excited to watch this movie. It had been ever since we saw the trailer. Love high school movies. We'll be talking about high school movies a lot here. And we were in Indiana this past weekend. Um, and I, I'm really sorry to anyone in Indiana, especially if you want to be an advertiser on this podcast, but your state sucks <laughs> and, and nowhere in Indiana was showing bottoms. Like I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, so I had to wait till I came back home this week and we can't go to the movies at the same time because we have a baby. So I had to go see it by myself, which seeing it in a movie by myself, that's fine, but I, I know it would have been so much fun to see with my wife. So I'm, I'm <laughs> excited to watch it again. You probably felt like a little guilty being like, this yeah. is
1: so good. Like, it's one thing if you go and see it and you're like, oh, it's bad. I can just go back and tell her it's bad. Yes. But then when it's great, you're like, oh. <laughs>
0: yeah, And uh. I felt guilty laughing at anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lord should be here for this.
0: But, and there were many times in the theater where I was laughing and maybe other people were laughing, but not like as loud as I was. Like, um, the part where, um, oh gosh, I got to remember their names. I I just want to say AO, but I should use their character names. Oh, uh, Josie, IO. IO. Is it IO? Yeah. Oh, my bad. My bad. Um, so uh, PJ is like forcing Josie to say hi to... Isabel, is that her name? Gosh, I should yeah, have reviewed all Isabel. these things before we got started. Yeah, yeah. And just like everything she's saying to her, she's like, you look skinny. Like she's just like saying <laughs> anything that comes to the top of her head is making me crack up. <laughs> and, like tilting a hat to her. Just, yeah. ah, it's such a good movie. But yeah, it, it helps that everybody in the movie is like doing such a good job.
1: Yeah, you could tell they all bought in and were just yeah. so on board for this film. Did you know much about it?
0: ahead of time uh, I w- what had you saw, heard i saw the trailer god it's funny though like i watched the trailer and was excited about it but did not register the plot even a little bit like <laughs> i, I it, later you said it was like something meets fight club you know super bad meets fight club and i was like oh it's like a fight club thing like i didn't even know that part of it <laughs> i yeah i mean yeah I, had you watched Shiva Baby? Uh, no, Emma and I'm, Seligman's. I, I feel first bad movie because film? I really want to see that movie. It's been on my list for a long time, and it felt wrong to not watch it before watching this movie, but I have not. Okay. Yeah, that's. I don't think. I mean,
1: I knew Rachel Sennett from Bodies, 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 right?
0: Oh, yeah. She's great in that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's all I really knew of anybody. And Io, of course, from. Bear, but I don't I don't think y'all have watched the bear.
0: I have watched The Bear, Chris.
1: Oh, you have. I guess Chicago, yeah.
0: Chicago, food. Yeah, those <laughs> things would be The Food sold me. I didn't even know about Chicago when I started it. <laughs> and she's so great in that.
1: Um Oh yeah, she's great. That I, but I honestly I never I hadn't watched a single trailer for the movie. I just started seeing a bunch of people on Twitter posting about how excited they were for the film and mm. then caught that it was playing at the draft house. So went <laughs> without knowing anything more about what the movie was, who was in it, eh, anything. Uh, so that was quite the experience. And the theater was sold out when I went to see it. It was the, the advanced weekend where it was only playing like 10 theaters across the country. Um, yeah, So that was cool just to see it with you know a room full
0: of people who are all laughing yeah. and kind of really excited about it. I mean that's that's something else I I missed out on like it, there weren't very very many people in my theater especially on a Tuesday night when tickets are less like I thought a lot of people would be there but it was pretty disappointing.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping, I mean, I'm hoping it's doing well. I think it gets a wider release this week? Yeah, it does. So that's good. Okay. I'm happy about that.
0: Yeah, it's it's got that potential to be a memorable high school movie because y- y- I know you've referenced super I think a lot of people have been referencing super bad yeah. like this is the true successor to super um in the sense that it's like I think a-, a classic high school movie you know oh yeah
1: it's immediately because I-, I feel like for the last I don't know how long has it been since super that was 2008 2007 I think 2007 that's crazy because yeah that would have been my uh, sophomore year yeah, two thousand seven. I remember when we went to study abroad in Australia. We walking around campus, and we're just like, "How do we talk to people?" And we walked into a room, and they were all just watching Super Bad and laughing. I was like, "Oh, so Australians are
0: just yeah. like us." Okay, that's <laughs> that's good. I mean, kind of. it, it, that is that even makes me even more bummed that a I didn't see it with my wife, and b I didn't see it in a crowded theater because that was the case. Well, I didn't see it my I didn't see Super Bad with my wife, but I saw it with friends. And there were people in the theater and like, that's what I remember about Superbad is people laughing their asses off. Yeah. And I just had never laughed. Like I went twice and I laughed so hard both times. Um, So that is definitely, I feel like Bottoms has that energy. Like there are a lot of ridiculous, absurd moments and like genuinely funny moments from people just delivering absurd material (laughs) that like it's just clicking and flowing in a way that it, it keeps the energy running in the way superbad does and and there is this sort of um, vibrancy in the theater like everyone is just like kind of in it and experiencing something great like consistently the whole time yeah 1000% i I, feel, I i feel like if
1: if bottoms had was like at the point cuz superbad was kind of building off of the energy of judd apatow's name at that point with 40 year old virgin mm-hmm. and knocked up especially with seth rogan where when you're going into super bad it just felt like the next in line for these movies that had already heightened expectations that people had yeah i feel like with bottoms if it had something similar in that way uh that it would be this immediately huge movie getting the kind of attention that Superbad did. I feel like it's going to have a little bit more of a like an underdog vibe to it. Where Superbad was so highly anticipated.
0: Yeah. But it's so like PJ is just Seth. It's just like Yeah, totally. It's the same thing like Booksmart did, right?
1: Yeah. You know, Booksmart was a good example. And Booksmart's one that I always wanted to like a little more than I did it very much was trying to carry the torch of Superbad, but I don't think it went to the same places that Superbad did. So I always see it get a lot of love and I'm happy about that, but I've never felt the same way about the movie, which mm. is why I'm so excited that I do about bottoms.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking about that a lot, um, both books part and bottoms. And while I I'm with you, that Bottoms does carry the torch a little bit more than Booksmart. It's kind of a disservice to both Bottoms and Booksmart to just compare them to Super Bad. Yeah. Like, none of those movies are really the same at all. <laughs> like, like, if I think about high school movies, like classic high school movies, there are like simple dramatic ones, like The Breakfast Club. And then there are ones that, like, ratchet it up a little bit but are still grounded in reality, to me, that's, like, super bad. Where, like, these things that are happening are ridiculous but, like, they're dealing with very real emotions that people go through. Um And then there's something like Bottoms, which is, like, yeah, this is all, like, real stuff but, like, it's so insane. Like, people <laughs> <absurdist>. are dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, th- and they're just, like, laughing it off. Like, it, it goes to a different level that I almost... I feel like you got to go back further than super bad. Like maybe something like cry baby, you know, like a John Waters movie where like, you, you know, it's absurd going in or maybe even like maybe even 21 jump street. Like that's pretty ridiculous. (laughs) Although that's also, no, I was going to say it's grounded, but like even the moments where 21 jump street gets serious, like it's not that serious. So maybe it's more comparable to that. (laughs) 22 jump street is a a whole different thing. I love 22 Jump Street. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we should do an episode on that. I would love to do an episode on that. Right, didn't we do... We used to have a podcast. Didn't we do 22 Jump Street? I can't remember. Was that movie Snack Attack? I can't remember. Yeah, it might have been Snack Attack.
1: Maybe. I think that was... Was that the time frame? Yeah.
0: But in the pantheon of high school movies, regardless of, like, where it fits, like, I think about all of the great ones that I've always liked, like, even going back to Heathers or Can't Buy Me Love. Like, this this has that kind of ridiculous premise that is perfect for a high school movie. (laughs) It's just like these things high schoolers should not be doing at all yet. They (laughs) are doing it, succeeding at it and like growing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It has, it reminds me of how excited and happy I was. I like in high school, I was the one that made my high school girlfriend go see mean girls. Cause (laughs) I was just seeing the trailer that I was like, this movie is going to be amazing. And then it was. Yeah. And there's just those few times where i've had like a really good feeling about a film and with this one i went in a little more blind but as soon as it started from the first few minutes i was like oh this is they get it <laughs> like immediately you just feel you're in such capable hands with yeah. the cast with like uh emma's direction it's yeah. kind of crazy uh, how well done It is from start to finish.
0: It's I think a big part of it is, like we talked about, just the chemistry between everybody in the movies. Because a like on their own, everybody is going for it, from the football players to (laughs) Marshawn Lynch just being Marshawn Lynch. You know, like everybody's (laughs) in it, and everyone seems to get it. But on top of that, it has an energy. I I saw recently um, Michael Sarah talking about. He, he was legitimately sad to leave the set of Scott Pilgrim versus the world because like everybody there loved each other and like they had so much fun. And you can sense that in the movie. Um, and that kind of thing, <laughs> I, again, not the shit on the, the serious movies that we talk about in the show, but like, that's probably not something you can really foster on a really dramatic set. Like there's just something very special about a movie like this and the kind of energy it's able to channel from its cast and, the clear camaraderie that they have, you know. Uh, watching some of the cast interviews that they've been able to do. Oh yeah. It's
1: so it's amazing. And there was that one that went viral of just uh it's Io and Rachel, and they're getting ready to drink something. I think it was for a L interview, and Rachel sniffs it and then turns away. And Io goes, Why what? like what's wrong with it? And she goes, It has it has pineapple. And I guess <laughs> I.O. herself is allergic to pineapple. Whoa. And so it's just one of those little things where it's like, you know, they've gotten close enough to yeah. where Rachel's not only like aware of that, but caring for her and being that protective
0: <laughs> that she's turning away with the drink. Wow. She's just like, um, what's that guy's name? Tim in the movie? Oh, uh, yeah, Tim. Jeff's buddy. <laughs> yeah. That guy. Jeff. I mean, Nicholas, God, I'm going to say it, Galsett. my bad Nicholas what up Um, but yeah Miles Fowler like that dude had me (laughs) it's funny because like everybody in the movie there were a lot of moments in the movie where like I like wanted to get annoyed because there are a lot of like tropish things in the movie and a lot of archetypal characters and everything Miles Fowler was doing is just like the typical like bad guy who's hell bent on ruining these girls lives for like no reason at all Yeah, but like again, it's the way everybody's handling their characters. Like it works and it's like still funny. And in that way, like it feels fresh instead of familiar. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach Blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N N-O-O-M O O M.com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold
1: figure lending LLC DBA figure equal opportunity lender NMLS 1717824 terms and conditions apply visit figure.com for more information for licensing information go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org yeah just how his like expressions the little tone to his voice when he's saying things and how the girls just don't they're like what yeah why it's so much more serious for him than it is for them
0: yeah there's a. There's a good dynamic, but it's funny how the dynamic will shift from like people to people. Like you can be completely ridiculous with one person and then this other person is being so ridiculous that you come back to reality and like, dude, what are you doing?
1: (laughs) What, what is this? It's my favorite thing in Always Sunny when one of them is the straight character in the show, like the straight man. So when they're all being psychopaths, it can be entertaining, but it gets a little exhausting. But in the times when like Charlie is the one that has the logic and the reason or Max, the one that's a little more common sense. I always like those moments where they kind of can be (laughs) the voice of reason when the other ones are acting crazy and having that dynamic of just like sometimes they're crazy. Sometimes they (laughs) are recognizing how crazy someone else is like they're all looking at the team crowding around Jeff just being like, what is, what is, like, I barely touched him with the car.
0: Yeah. I, I think a really cool, <laughs> shit, that was so good. I, I, it's funny. I, uh, I feel like I saw that scene play out on Twitter and it, it was, I kind of was just watching it. I was watching the video, but without sound and like <laughs> saw it and understood it, but didn't think much of it. Um, and then seeing it in theater I don't know why it was just like seeing it brand new <laughs> like i I just didn't nothing was clicking without sound and like with the whole energy of the scene and like the build up and everything like it's it's just very well done like it's such a stupid ridiculous <laughs> moment that shouldn't be funny but it is
1: yeah i uh I saw too another video on Twitter I just saw the text I don't know if it's confirmed but apparently uh i o uh ad-libbed what is it when you just go off script sure yeah uh the scene where she's talking about her life being over and she's just gonna marry this guy and he's gay and he's gonna <laughs> become improv-ed? a priest. what's that yeah that's, that's improv it. yeah yeah that was all improv. wow <laughs> yeah that was
0: good yeah it's such a good moment oh man um i, I think one great thing about this movie is it's very very lgbt focused um, and it's cl- clearly born from that environment. And that was, I, I will say, like, the one little bit of trepidation I had heading into the movie. Like, I'm very pro-LGBT, but I'm not, like, exactly involved in that community. Like, it reminds me when I went to a Kim Petras concert. Like, <laughs> I'm so different from everybody there. Like, this lame white dude, like, hiding in the back. Like, I'm just there to see Kim Petras. But, like, everybody there is so lively and, like, part of it. And it made me wonder, like, not that I wouldn't get the movie, but, like, if it would be for me or if, like, I'm officially too old now to like high school movies like this. And that's just, like, it's really not the case at all. It feels very timeless in the way characters are presented and ideas are explored and everything just feels very holistic and... um like it's funny we're calling it absurd but like it is very delicately handled at the same time like it feels very of the moment and like it's talking about very real issues in an intelligent way
1: yeah it's a smart movie i think that's the thing that stands out and it's one of the things that made you know that run of judd apatow films in the the 2000s that Mm -hmm. mid to late 2000s span up Mm -hmm. to this is 40 Ugh but (laughs) that initial run was so good because it's comedic. It's smart. You could tell the people behind it just were trying to do something and had a point to prove. And it feels like we're getting that energy from this group Mm -hmm. that has me so excited for everything that all of them are going to do next. Like, I can't wait for the next Emma Seligman movie. I can't wait for the next Rachel Sennett movie. I can't wait for the next Iowa Debris movie. Ruby Cruz. Yeah, Ruby Cruz was such a standout. As the McLovin.
0: (laughs) Yeah, as the McLovin, (laughs) totally.
1: Yeah, it's the same dynamic, too. Like, I know we don't want to just keep making uh, comparisons to Superbad, but PJ and Hazel have the same (laughs) dynamic as Seth and McLovin. Uh, We're... You know, what? Why am I forgetting Michael Sarah's name? Oh, so Evan. Evan, yeah, Evan's like cool with McLovin, and Josie's more cool with Hazel. But plus, Evan and McLovin make out. Yeah, could you imagine? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Evan having them make out was like, oh yeah,
1: just, they had the tension, didn't they?
0: They should do a remake of Bottoms but all of the actors from Superbad at their current age play all of the characters from Bottoms. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Could you
0: imagine? I don't know who Mr. G would be, but it would be glorious. <laughs> I guess it would be Seth, Seth Rogen.
1: Yeah, Seth Rogen
0: is Mr. G or Bill Hader. You're one of them. Or the, they're like co-teachers, and it's just never explained. It's They just switch throughout, so they're both <laughs> yeah. playing Mr. G. But <laughs> and they just put s- out
1: they each have a fake mustache that they put on yeah that that would be the best part at one point the one just walks in and the other one walks out i love it all right let's get this going all right let's get the script down uh i yeah i ruby cruz (laughs) and then the fight her big fight scene with the football players just oh yeah so ridiculous but such a such a foreshadowing. Like I love the the triptych of going from the Fight Club to the fight where you know Ruby loses or Hazel loses, yeah. To then the final fights with Huntington, and it's such a payoff to all the fight the Fight Club yeah. aspects. Uh, it's a weird kind of Chekhov's gun to the whole thing. Yeah. It reminded me in some ways of a movie that you don't like. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god, I'm blanking on the title of that uh, Got a lot to choose from The mon- <laughs> the Monster One, Chris Hemsworth uh, The Monster One of Crimson
0: Cabin Hemsworth. in the Woods Oh yeah, Joss Whedon uh, yeah. Joss Whedon at his finest
1: He directed that?
0: He yeah. Produced wrote it. it Or maybe Dr- Maybe he did direct it and someone else wrote it It's one no, of the D- two Drew Goddard directed it and yes, he wrote it with,
1: with Whedon yeah, but it's um, it's
0: a very Joss Whedon project.
1: Yeah. I like to think... I appreciate the goddardness of it all more mm-hmm. so than the Whedoness, but it's a similar thing with the buildup of all the monsters and you're just waiting yeah. for this huge kind of payoff to all the insanity that's been going on. And
0: I love that it just goes
1: for it at the end with the final oh, yeah.
0: fight scene. Man, I'm sitting here like thinking about all the stuff because i was gonna say that uh when i got home the one thing i was like i don't want to talk too much about this movie and i don't want to sell it too much but like the one thing i'll say is like the end really hits like i you don't expect where it's gonna go like i don't know why i didn't expect all of the fight club members to like get in a actual giant fight with the football players and be like murdering them and stuff but i just didn't see it coming i was like man it really pays off the more I think about this movie, it, it really does remind me of Heathers. Like, I feel like that is probably the most comparable. He- have you seen Heathers? I have not seen Heathers. I mean, it's it's an all-female cast. There's a lot of, like, death and killing and murdering and and just, like, psychopaths. And it, it's just, it's so funny to me that Bottoms goes there. Like, it suddenly is made very clear that this opposing football team is looking to murder <laughs> people from the other school like it wasn't a joke it wasn't like ton in cheek like this is happening and at the end these girls have to fight them off and murder them if they want to save people their school it's just it it goes to such an insanely heightened place that is setting that up and achieving it like that's not an easy thing to do
1: no and it's fascinating too because it's thematic like the the conflict throughout the movie is with the football players and the football team. Yeah. But it's not them that they fight. It gets into this kind of thematic place of community in a strange Mm -hmm. way at the end of like in us versus them and inclusivity, which inclusivity is, I don't want to say like always a common theme in Mm -hmm. LGBTQ cinema. I, I covered, um, Agliff for a number of years uh in austin the austin gay and lesbian film festival and i was just seeing so many movies that would explore similar themes but the way in which this film kind of has a like side perspective into Mm -hmm. inclusivity by not saying this is what the movie's about but by making it that these these girls that are representative of an lgbt community in the school uh having this outsiderness but then eventually rising to be part of the group and part of the community and helping the community in this big battle it feels like a relevant statement not just for fun but also yeah. a, one of these things of just like hey look we're part of this and we can be part of everything stop casting us as outsiders all the time because we're going to fight yeah. for our place and we have value and the fact that the the football players which kind of represent the traditional like dynamics of society are the ones that like mm. aren't fighting back or paralyzed are overwhelmed and also so they have to defend the football players but also fight football players I just really like the nuance of that and the way it doesn't just go one dimensional with our football players are the bad guys. Let's fight yeah, them, right. but makes it a very community driven film <laughs> while yeah. still getting at this, like us versus them dynamic.
0: Yeah. In that, in that way, like everything you've described, it, it feels, which is what I think any high school movie is really trying to do, whether it's dramatic and down the earth or absurd like this, like it is trying to depict the high school experience. And in that way, i think that's sort of what i was trying to get at earlier as i was talking in circles about like wondering if i would be able to connect with a movie like this that's very lgbt focused like a big part of this movie is just inclusivity like feeling part of a whole feeling part of a community feeling like you belong uh which is something anybody can relate to even if you were popular in high school like you probably have those kinds of feelings i know i did i every time i look back at my high school experience i kind of Cringe. I mean, I, whatever. I, I was a kid. I had a lot to learn, but like thinking about like what could have been the kind of person I could have pushed myself to be. And a big reason I didn't do a lot of things was just a profound lack of self confidence, which I, I think dogged me for many years and even really does to this day in a lot of cases. So, like, there are a lot of things in this movie I see, like, even in myself now. And it's just, it's a cool movie in that way because you want a high school movie to achieve those highs and like really feel like that high school experience. And a lot of them uh, only ostensibly do like believe they're doing it, but it bottoms it feels, it's just very genuine in that way. Like everything you've described, like it's all very genuinely achieved.
1: Yeah. There's something I think in the most fun or endearing or classic high school movies something triumphant Mm. about it that kind of gets at the potential of we're all kind of fucked up but we all kind of like I don't know are learning something there's potential there's the future you feel like you climbed over this wall into the next phase of who you can be and will be and having that have such a payoff in this movie and making it feel so <laughs> earned in the fights and cathartic in the fights. hmm It was lovely. Yeah. It's uh, it's good stuff. Here's a question for you.
0: What year do you think this movie takes place? <laughs> I didn't even know it It didn't take place in 2023, so I don't know if I have a guess for that. I mean, they play Avril Levine at one point, which just a quick side stop here. Uh, road stop. I love the soundtrack of this movie. Charlie XCX did the soundtrack. I love her. I didn't even know she did the music for this movie before going into it. Um, she's one of my faves and both the Avril Levine stain and the Bonnie Tyler stain. Like that was awesome. I, I just really enjoyed the music in this movie. Yeah. The Bonnie Tyler. Oh, well, that's one of the
1: things like for the Bonnie Tyler stuff, Jeff's listening on a discman. Yeah. It's like yeah, a CD in right. a, <laughs> a disc. And we
0: never see people with cell phones, right? Um gosh. No, I I don't know. I guess not. Because that that is weird like the next day PJ tells uh Josie about what you know that she got with Isabel or Josie Jos- tells PJ, yeah. sorry, my bad. Um like she she could have texted that or called her or whatever but like she finds out the next day in school in person you know
1: yeah and the cars are all old the
0: like the dress
1: is all kind of older huh.
0: do you have insight into the year
1: I, so there's only it's the only thing that we really get so from the actual film itself it looks like it's set in the 80s kind of especially when you see the Discman uh, but then when they're t- talking with Punky Johnson <laughs> uh, or when josie's talking to punky johnson punky starts relating the huntington attacks on the town and mentions 73 92 and i think 03 as the years of the attacks oh and yeah what happened. that's right so the movie can't be taking place in the 80s or 90s no. because it's been 20 years since the last game is that right yeah. So if it's been 20 years and the last one that she lists was 03, that means the movie's taking place in 2023. It's just anachronistic because nothing in the movie yeah. resembles 2023.
0: That's funny. I, it just, it, in that way, I mean, that makes me really like this movie. <laughs> like the whole aesthetic because, I, I mean, I like that. It, it's, it feels like a nod to the kinds of high school movies it's actually paying homage to. Movies that were from like the 80s and 90s, like Feroz Bueller's Day Off, Heathers, Jawbreaker, Bring It On, you know, that kind of stuff. Like even Grease. Um, oh, yeah. I feel like I see a lot of Grease in this. It's it, it's trying to evoke the feeling and tone of those kinds of movies without feeling too modern. Yeah. I, which is Not an easy thing to accomplish. No. I mean, I didn't even think about it till this moment, but like, as you're saying all this stuff, I'm like, yeah, that, that all checks out. I think it just goes to show the level
1: of attention and nuance that they had because you don't stumble onto that. It's something that you make the choice early on that you're going to have the attire feel like a certain decade. You're going to have the aesthetic of the buildings and the town and everything else feel like a certain decade. Mm. You're going to have the technology be limited to a certain era. Right. I just love the fact that you can feel kind of the the artisanal aspect to all of this mm-hmm. to where I don't want to compare it to... Uh, like Etsy <laughs> in that way, but <laughs> just the difference in, you know, sometimes an Etsy product versus something that you just buy at Target. Right. I mean, you can tell somebody was putting in time and efforts. And this movie just feels, it has that auteur touch that I feel like I've been missing from a lot of mainstream cinema recently, uh, where so many of the films don't feel like they're giving the filmmaker the space to have their style and their voice sure yeah which was one of the things i loved about barbie uh and one of the things that i loved about oh why am i forgetting the movie from last year with the woman in the basement (laughs) barbarian barbarian yeah barbie and barbarian (laughs) uh that was another one that just it felt like it had its voice and its vibe and was doing something new so the more movies that we're getting were people just remember yeah we should let these artists have their way and really allow them to take the movie places i'm happy about that
0: yeah it, that probably explains the a lot of a lot of success for something like A24 or yeah. Neon which you know I, those are both studios that compromised during the the writer strike and everything and made deals of sag like they want they do want people to have their, like they see the value in someone like creating something unique that doesn't feel familiar, that has its own personality and style. Yeah. Isn't searchlight another one? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm just, a, I'm so annoyed by the whole strike in general that I don't, I don't know how much I'm even paying attention, but it, it does please me to hear that some studios are just are valuing the artist's voice.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, I'm so angry <laughs> like the fact yeah. that there were just the numbers that came out that what was it it was uh, Warner Brothers Discovery thought that they were going to lose out on something like 300 to 500 million dollars due to the strike but the strike requests if they were just to agree to the same things that Neon agreed to the A24 agreed to was going to cost them like 47 million dollars mm-hmm. like what
0: yeah. Mm. Drop in the bucket. So annoying. So annoying. Yeah. Um, but Bottoms, hey, Bottoms got made and Bottoms is great. <laughs> bottoms is great. Seriously. Seriously. I don't care if you're not a fan of Charlie XCX. Like, that's a fucking <laughs> baller move. Like, that is such a cool, fucking cool thing to do to have her just like choose the soundtrack and put together all the music like this weird like synthy party vibe that she has in her music like, is like throughout the movie like that's just a good move <laughs> the- <laughs> fucking smart people making this movie the charlie fan would feel that way wouldn't they <laughs> yeah absolutely i in as i think i speak for all non-charlie fans on that one too
1: what I'm looking at the Wikipedia. So the soundtrack for Bottoms has its own Wikipedia page.
0: As said, it should.
1: <laughs> during the production of the film, Seligman and lead actress, screenwriter Rachel Sennett, wanted a Y2K sad girl anthem for the film. Fuck yeah. So yeah. that's Y2K, uh...
0: that makes you think it's like early 2000s.
1: Oh, and Charlie happened to record a song. Yeah, it does make you feel that way. Hmm. Uh, Hot Girl for Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, hmm. uh-huh. and then Charlie claimed that she was a fan of uh, Shiva Baby. Oh, nice. I mean, she yeah. would say
0: that, but I believe her.
1: That's cool. Um, What was the other thing? Oh, Jeff was also... I don't think Jeff stole the show the way that Ken kind of stole Barbie in some ways, uh-huh. which is really ironic that so <laughs> many people... Feel like Ken was one of the like the best part about Bar- Barbie. I don't think Jeff was the best part about Bottoms, but there were moments where he absolutely <laughs> was just
0: hilarious. He's, he's almost like a Disney villain or something, you know? Yeah, like he's so it, he's adored. Like he he's allowed <laughs> to act like the way he does because like they need him to win this football game. You know, like it, that kind of character has existed in movies, but. To the level he takes it to feels unique.
1: Yeah the the weird childish nobility that he has yeah is just so funny to me. But, like every time he was on screen, I was just like, "All right, what the fuck is about to happen here?"
0: But it's it's actually interestingly done because he's he kind of is a little fragile and delicate. Like he puts up a big, a uh, puts on a big show, but like. He needs protection. He needs all these guys around him, like watching his back. He can die from pineapple juice. <laughs> like he, he, there's a lot of in a lot of ways. He's like kind of a wuss, <laughs> but he does not act that way. It's it's just very. It's interesting how funny it is. Yeah, it
1: was cracking me up. Uh, and then I think this was my favorite. I've seen Marshawn Lynch in a few things <laughs> since he got into acting, and he's been okay in most of it yeah I agree and in this one I thought it was the first time that I was like oh this was legitimately like Marshawn was great in this yeah
0: it feels um it feels I think you're right it feels a little more realized in that way like he clearly has a very specific kind of humor that works because like everybody knows who he actually is like that's a <laughs> tough thing to pull off and keep consistently funny. Uh, but I agree, he does a good job in this movie. And, and as you see from the bloopers, like there's a lot of ad-libbing going on. So it, it seems like it was just, again, very genuinely born from the energy of this movie and everybody being together that he was uh, able to channel what he channeled in this movie.
1: It also feels somewhat thematically... Relevant in the fact that we talking about earlier about the football team and what the football team represented and here you have an actual professional football player Mm -hmm. playing that's funny who's turned actor there's almost a meta commentary to having him play that role yeah that's kind of interesting because this is so satirical about football players But then to actually have one who's in on it and like has a good role in the film and is a kind of a ally character in the film, right? I just like that choice a lot.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's uh, and he even has his own journey where like he has a falling out with PJ and Josie and like is (laughs) anti-feminist. Like again, (laughs) it's just so ridiculous. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Uh, uh, what was your favorite part? I I mean I know I've talked about this like three times already, but absolutely here I'll say this: my favorite part of the movie period was the Avril Lavigne montage, um, because when I was, God, was I a freshman in in high school when that movie came, when that song came out? Um, I absolutely adored that song, <laughs> bought the Avril Lavigne CD. Um, and I have a very specific memory. I don't know why I have this memory, but I remember it where I'm on my foot on the phone with my friend and I'm telling him how great the song Complicated by Aver Living is. And he's probably just like sitting there, like, okay, it's okay, Travis. It's not like that great. Um, and I, and I think I, I think the exact line was like, I think it's the best song I've ever heard. Like, (laughs) I just, like, I was just so attached to this song. And there was just, like, silence on the other end. Um, so, he, A, as soon as that song came on, I was, like, pretty jazzed. I was like, all right, I haven't heard this song in a while. Let's go. But I, I thought the montage, I don't know why. Maybe it was just the energy of that song. But the montage was just so well done in a classic high school movie way that in the moment as it was going, I was like, I feel like I haven't seen a good montage in a long time. Like a from a modern movie, I, I was like racking my brain. I was like, I can't think of any, you know, high school-esque movie that had like an awesome montage like this. I was just ecstatic about it. <laughs> so I, um, tangentially to that, the soundtrack was my favorite part of the movie and the scene uh, in particular was my favorite part. I feel like
1: that... Is I've known you for so long now, and know you so well. But that story is so encapsulating. Yeah, it is. That it's like, oh yeah, any like vestiges of
0: mystery that were still there or gone yeah. now. Yeah, the puzzle's mm-hmm. been pieced.
1: Yeah, I understand Travis to his core.
0: Yeah, it, it, the the key was Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Always is Skater Boy too. Fucking rock that shit.
1: <laughs> um. I think my favorite part I think it has to just be the ending and how over the top the final fight is. (laughs) It's pretty awesome. It's so funny just all the the cast just cracked me up too. I, I can't get over how much I loved everybody in this movie. The way that they all just kind of showed up stood out yeah i feel like havana rose lou is gonna be like a pretty should be like a big star
0: yeah i i it's funny because like she seems like she has the most straight character like she's the gym of the group almost <laughs> right um but also, she gets sucked into the insanity. Like, she does get back together with Jeff. Like, there's just something... She has a very nuanced performance, I think, that's difficult to stand out in a movie with people acting like cartoon characters. So, yeah, she does a great job. <laughs> the fact that Jeff carries her around. <laughs>
1: she just <laughs> jumps into his arms. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah, yeah. everybody
0: does really great. Like, Kaya Gerber as Brittany. Like, all the girls in the fight club, it's just... Everyone's really hitting their marks. Yeah, Sylvie's screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Which, when it first happened, I was like, I don't know if I found it funny, but she kept screaming, and I was like, <laughs> it is funny.
1: <laughs> uh, she convinced me. That is funny. Um, I also liked the uh, Dagmara Dem- Domenichek. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of the Count of Monte Cristo <laughs> film. Yeah, you are. From back in the day uh so this is the first time i think i've seen her in something since the count of monte cristo i'm sure that was the case for a lot of people which is kind of wild so i was looking at her and i was like i know her i know her but i don't recognize her oh she was also carolina in succession oh that's probably how you know her whoa i didn't wow I'd even put that together. It's funny that I didn't recognize her in that, but I recognized her in this. She
0: might be the most legitimate actor in this movie, <laughs> <laughs> which it makes sense. Cause they give her such a prominent billing in the credits, which yeah. surprised me. Cause she's not a huge part of the movie. I was like, Oh, she must be somebody. So it's not, you know, I'm looking, sitting here looking at her Wikipedia page. She's been on a ton of stuff. It seemed like, I feel like Emma and
1: Rachel just have a lot of respect for the people that they... Right. ...that supported them in this movie. Uh, From Dagmara and Punky Johnson, Marshawn Lynch, it feels like they really
0: wanted to kind of honor them for being part of it. Yeah. God, that's just the... I mean, we've roundaboutly said this already, but that's such an awesome part of this movie that there's kind of like a worksmanship to it. Like, there's a, a very... There's a core sense of camaraderie that you know the pe- the seemingly small actors in the movie are actually like a really big part and really important to the whole experience and we'll get prominent billing at the end like we're going to give them like their own chance to like ad lib and make jokes in the credit scene that's just such a cool thing that I feel like you don't really see in movies anymore and it's just a nice it was just so refreshing to see that energy on screen in a modern movie yeah yeah what a movie Good stuff. I it, the second I got done watching it, I was just so excited because I was like, it has extreme rewatchability, which means Lauren and I can watch it like ten more times.
1: Oh yeah, this is. I keep saying it all over Twitter, but this is a a decade defining comedy and <laughs> like an instant classic. This is one that people are going to be talking about for years. Yeah, it, just, it,
0: it it feels like Mean Girls in that way, where like even if you don't like it, you can't deny that like. It has something unique and is going to be a movie like we talk about for a while. Yeah. Which, speaking of, where where do you rank it? <laughs> okay, everybody. Let's go through this routine again. Chris and I rank every movie we've watched uh, since we started doing these lists. I started mine at the beginning of 2022. Chris started his in like June 2022? July of 2022. July. Uh, which is partly why mine has so many more movies, but the other reason is I have no life. Um, <laughs> you just watch so many more movies than me. I, I, like, I love watching
1: movies. I I watch one and I can't watch another until I've written about the one that I've yeah. watched. If I I'm don't know. Write that about
0: curse. it. Yeah. Um. So my list is up to 446 movies. Whew. I added a couple this weekend. I rewatched Eastern Promises and I love you, man.
1: Ooh. Um, How was?
0: Is- <laughs> How is Eastern Promises on rewatch? I haven't seen that since theaters. I hadn't either. Um, and weirdly, I, I watched it with my my wife's parents. Um, they they really like the movie, I guess. Even even though it's a pretty dark movie, yeah. And there's a, like it ha, it does a lot of things I wouldn't expect them to like, um, but they apparently just like the, <laughs> the their big cell of the movie to Lauren who had never seen it is it has one of the best fight scenes ever. And it was the fight scene in the, um, like the spa, you know? Yeah. The bathhouse fight. Yeah. Where Vigo gets naked and <laughs> yeah. you know, they, they really like that scene. Um, and I, I do remember at the time it had a lot of buzz. There was a lot of buzz around that scene. Yep. Anyway, it, I thought it held up. I mean, it's very, it, that's the thing. Like it's kind of a straightforward movie in a lot of ways, <laughs> a straightforward movie in a lot of ways. It, it, the, the plot and the motions like all feel feel familiar and and tropish but it has a dating David Cronenberg aesthetic (laughs) like it it just feels and looks different than any other movie like if anybody else had made this movie it could have been so boring but like there's a whatever vision he brings to it it has a vibrancy so in that sense I, I enjoyed it I mean it's not like the best movie I've ever seen but it's you know it's better than like an average movie
1: I feel like it's kind of like uh, Crimes of the Future. Yeah, right. It's like totally that. like that. It's Although I haven't seen that. <laughs> if anybody else made the movie, it's probably far less watchable. But Cronenberg just happens to have just a feel
0: for yeah. it that makes it a lot more dynamic. Um. So, yeah. Uh, so I have 446 movies on my list and I, I guess this makes it sound like I don't have bottoms very high but I'm looking at all the movies surrounding bottoms on my list and like they're all movies I, I love you know. and it's ranked up there with like, classics like The Trouble with Harry, it's a Hitchcock movie, Harakiri the, which is the number one ranked movie on Letterboxd, like, I have it around those movies, I have it ranked right now at 195.
1: Okay so top half for you
0: it, It's a movie I think could go up with time as i like fall into it a little bit more and like just know it front to back i I think it could become one of those movies and i'm like i tell my kids about i think i'm curious i'm sure you're gonna get a rewatch in there soon update everybody (laughs) i absolutely will i I will tell everybody the second i update it (laughs) uh i have it at currently
1: i have 156 movies that i've watched Hmm. and I have bottoms at number
0: 17 currently. All right, so that's pretty high.
1: Yeah, it's in the second highest category, uh, the amazing category, Um, and I have it above X, but below Barbie, I keep going back and forth on whether or not I want to put it above Barbie. The 2023 rankings. Oh yeah,
0: 2023 rankings too. So wait, at what place do you have it in your 2023 rankings? Uh, it's number four in 2023 alright and what are the top give me the top five Bo is Afraid at number one
1: I should have started with five Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is five (laughs) Bottoms is
0: four Barbie's three Past Lives is two and Bo is Afraid is one yeah and for Travis my (laughs) list is a little more ridiculous Uh, mine so Bottoms would it be in the top five where do I have it I have it right below, you're not going to like this. I have it right below Infinity Pool.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't even know you watched Infinity Pool. And you liked Infinity
0: Pool that much? Well, you know, as you just heard from my Eastern Promises spiel, that I'm a big Cronenberg fan, and I even like his son's aesthetic. Whoa, we're going to have to talk about this one more. We can. I mean, if you make the article blow up on the site, we'll be forced to talk about it. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I have bottoms at number 10. Okay. Okay. Ten out of what? Uh right now I'm at twenty-seven movies, which okay. I need the that needs to go up. I need to watch a few new movies. I'm at thirty-six. Yeah, you're doing good.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. I, I like watching old movies. That's the only thing. Like <laughs> like any night I have to myself, I'm watching like an old ass movie. So that's mostly the issue with me. <laughs> you oldie. Um <laughs> Okay, so that was good. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad we both liked it. Absolutely. I, I find it... I don't know if I would really want to even speak with someone who didn't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's kind of how I feel. Like, you don't
1: have a sense... It's the same way with The strike. There are people that are like, oh, they shouldn't be striking. And I'm like, I don't think yeah. I ever want to talk to you again. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> Like if you if you're defending the studio, if you don't like this, I get like maybe not liking the movie, but if you think it's a bad movie, no. Mm-hmm. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Come on to our podcast and let us yell at you. Yeah. Just give us your phone number.
0: <laughs> and then we'll give it out to everyone else. <laughs> right? Who loves Who bottoms. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> we JK. will not. We will not. Uh okay, what do we what do we talk about next? Oh God, why do we, what is wrong with us? We never plan ahead. Oh wait, we we did plan for Donnie Darko. Oh yeah, I think we're at that point, right? Nothing I else so. is kind of blowing up. Yeah, and I'm excited to watch it again, so let's do that. The and only, we're doing the director's cut. The only consideration would be After Sun. <sighs> okay, let's let's have a little suspense. It'll be one of those two movies. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see. So go watch them both to be prepared, everybody it's not interstellar it's not interstellar. i mean someday it might be all right until next time <laughs> oh yeah what do we say um okay let me check we got lights camera see uh yeah. sure <laughs>
1: we'll get there